Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Coast to Coast AM, I'm Connie Willis discussing UFOs, aliens, with retired Major George Filer III. You know, George, I find it interesting that um, uh, UFOs, spacecraft now, it's just a UFO. It's not, well, I don't know, you tell me. When I think of UFO, that's usually, to me, it's not an unidentified flying object. It's, when I hear UFO, it's something from outer space. That's how I think of it now. I think a lot of people have gotten to that. Are you there too, or are you still like, no, it's unidentified? Well, depends on the particular sighting we have. You know, I'm the Eastern MUFON director, and we have between uh, other agencies and ourselves over a thousand sightings per month. Wow! But but most of them are, um, frankly, just lights in the sky. So it's difficult to say what those are. But of course, some of them are the the huge type UFOs, the cylinders and the triangles, and uh, the disks are probably the most common type that's not a light. Well, I come over. Continue with uh, Prince Philip, if you wouldn't mind. Absol- absolutely. Uh, Prince Philip was very friendly, and I asked him why he you know, believes in UFOs. Uh, and he said, well, he was raised by Errol Mountbatten, who was a very famous man in England, who was um, actually the, the last viceroy in India, but he was also the head of the Navy in the UK, and that he had UFOs fly over his fleet of ships with thousands of Englishmen seeing the UFOs buzz the whole line of ships that he had. Not mm. only that, they landed on his estate, and he also saw them in India. That uh, frequently, the you know the people that travel a lot, they're head of countries, etc., see them quite often. Obviously, they don't report it to us that much, although. President Reagan and President Carter both reported that they had seen UFOs and were rather detailed about it. The interesting thing is that the UFO I saw was over Stonehenge. Most people know these huge rocks that are Mm -hmm. in the ground in England. So I drove down there with my wife and daughter and uh, visited the stones and they almost almost sing to you but they they feel like they might have communication or whatever but right near Stonehenge most people don't know about this are what is called curses and curses are a mile long six foot hole deep in the ground and it's the exact shape and size of the UFO that I saw Interesting. <laughs> and the curse is, is like 3,000 years old. Wow. And right near the curses are burial mounds. Hmm. And when it, we went in the burial mounds, where obviously people are buried, <laughs> you only see the, 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 you know, the bones, but the bones of 
many of the people had huge heads, kind of like cone heads. And I believe that those were aliens, some of the first aliens that that visited us. Mm. That, uh, and those people with large heads are also in Egypt, were pharaohs in Egypt, were uh, Indian chiefs in Peru and so on, and were obviously appeared to have more uh, brain power than the rest of the humans. And I think that that whole area can be, you know, investigated a greater amount, and that that I think the aliens were in England way back then. I think you're right. <clears throat> I agree with you. What do you think Stonehenge is? Well, it's so huge, you know, and and the Stonehenge itself has these hundred ton rocks that were brought hundred miles away. Well, how did they get there? Same with the pyramids, you know, these mm-hmm. huge rocks. How did they get there? That they traveled long distances and were cut, you know, so precisely that you can't even stick your credit card in between these huge stones. Well, the point being is that I think that technology was advanced to ours, certainly to the ancient Egyptians, that the aliens were helping us in some way. Do you, are, do you think we're what what are the aliens who are they to us who are we to them well i think the whole universe is filled with certain kinds of uh, i call them humanoids most most aliens you know they may look <laughs> different than us like the grays or whatever and some look just like us and in fact those that look just like us claim that they are our ancestors, that we, you know, in effect, came from, came from that. And if you... I just wish I had their abilities that they have. <laughs> we got some, it seems like, a little bit. Some of us are psychic and can do some things, but uh, you were talking how they can walk through the walls and they they've been able to figure out how to do that. Not only can they walk through walls, but they can take you through walls. <laughs> That's what's weird. What are they doing? Are they putting us in a little bubble or something? What's what's that about? Did have we learned from that? Uh, well, I've investigated a lot of people that you know are abductees, and uh, most of them have a similar story that uh, when they go through the wall or the window, it's very much like. You're in the, a pool, and, you know, you feel the water going around you. Mm-hmm. Only, in this case, it's brick or stone or whatever it happens to be that they're going through, or the or the ceiling. People that are abducted are frequently taken out through the ceiling and uh, up through the attic that, in many cases, they've never seen before, <laughs> and up, up into the ships. Um uh, now, the abductions seem to be leveling off, or at least people don't want to talk about it as much anymore. But we're not getting as many reports as we used to. And most of the reports were from, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. You know what? Now, I do I do my own show, Blue Rock Talk, and, and we go out and do a, a, a show called uh, Creepy Hot Spots, where 
I go to creepy hotspots where I know there's already like Bigfoot, Dogman, Strange Lights and things like that. And I do that once a month. And each, I tell you what, I've been seeing more and more and more and more strange lights in the sky, roaming through the woods, beams of light, beams of light on my friends, on me. I see more and more of that. So please come visit. <laughs> and I will take you with me. <laughs> and I'm curious about that. We're being visited by uh, several groups of aliens. I'm not sure exactly why uh, one group indicated that their son was wearing out, and it was just a matter of time before their son, you might say, shut down, and then their planet would be dark. So they have to find someplace else to live. And they're coming here, and those, at least that group, are the ones that look pretty much like us. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that some are already here, you know. Yeah, the illegal immigrants are from other planets. Right. <laughs> well, have you ever heard, like, you know, the the remote viewers, the psychic spies, you know, all those guys, they all they all call the little grays Uber drivers now. They're like they're they're the they they used to say they're the taxi cab drivers of the universe. Now they call them the Uber guys. <laughs> they just do the little they're the worker bees. They just do the little junk work that nobody else wants to do. Well, well, the ones that I've been seeing, like in the Rockies and on some reservations and different things like that, they seem like. Yeah, they're just, you know, out for a little cruise that, you know, this is their home. That's the impression I had been getting. Well, I think some are, uh, some of the remote viewers were my friends, and uh, they could remote view, you know, different underground bases or bases on the ocean or bases on the moon or Mars or whatever that... Uh, I don't know how accurate all that is, but it is sounds accurate and fit in with a lot of what we have done with, um, you know, searching photographs on Mars and the moon and so on, that there's definitely something going on up there, that uh, aliens are there as well. And, and the astronauts that I talked to uh, also confirmed that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then why why is it that you've seen them? I've seen them. A lot of people have seen them. And everybody even kind of talks about it openly. But why do they still not admit to it? Well, the Navy, at least, has been admitting it lately. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm not sure why the Air Force... Isn't I mean I used to brief the generals about them and stuff, and uh, that's one of the things about being a, a briefer that uh, you get a lot of good classified information. And the, and you know UFOs were common, and almost anywhere you would go, our our air crews were you know seeing them and reporting them, and then I would brief them and you know this kind of thing. That uh, I don't know. Well, it's really supposedly classified information. Is one of the reasons they don't get that information on. That you know, it's like a lot of classified stuff. It's not fake news like you get every night on the net. 
<laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> I didn't know when. <laughs> that was good. Well, I'm ching. <laughs> I mean, the news is really bad now. Nothing like what is in the uh, hmm. classified news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I can't. I can't think now. That was. Oh, I've lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> okay, I had a really good question for you. Hold on here. Let me. Let me see if I can pull it back out. <laughs> okay, you have actually seen uh, of them. Have you actually talked? Have you talked to them uh, in like in the military way? Where, where, or is there? anything set up where we learn from them straight up. We're talking to them like we hear about with Dulcie, you know, down in the bottom, they're all, they're making people and different things and all that. Talk to some military people who have, uh, you know, face to face talk with them uh, in while they're, while they're both in the military in a sense, uh, you know, and they warned me, you know, as, as I understand it, don't mess with me, I might have to kill you. But <laughs> they don't do it, but, I mean, they kind of warn you that they have that capability at, the, at very, very easy for them to do it, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I, I Did any of them say anything like, okay, I talked to them, and whether they look like us or didn't, I mean, they had to say it was just freaky. Well, most of them have talked to uh, well, either the aliens that look like us or the grays, which are the shorter types uh, with the large heads and large eyes, which, by the way, was what was shot at McGuire. You want to... Yeah, I want to hear about that, yeah. That... Uh, well, if you want to go to the McGuire, we can right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Well, as an intelligence briefer, I used to go in early in the morning, like four or five o'clock in the morning, uh, into the base to prepare my my briefing. Well, this one morning, January eighteenth, nineteen seventy-eight, I drove in the base and they made me show my ID card and everything, and I. Was, I got on base, I could see a bunch of lights out at the end of the runway, like there was an accident or something. Well, when I go into 21st Air Force Headquarters, the command post, I walk in and they brief me immediately that an alien had been shot at Fort Dix and had run away and had jumped the fence or went through the fence and was on McGuire and was found on the end of the runway. Uh, he had, by that time, died. This happened around, you know, like 12, 1 o'clock, and I'm there at 4 o'clock. And they want me to brief uh, General Tom Sadler and the staff about, about the aliens. And, uh, <clears throat> and I said, well, you mean, I've, you know, somebody from another country? Uh, <laughs> No, no, you don't understand. This, this aliens from space, you know. I said, are you kidding? You want me to brief General Sadler? 
about this, you know, he doesn't have a real good uh, sense of humor, and he's liable <laughs> to throw me off the stage. He, he said, no, we want you to brief it, you know. So I started calling around, you know, the different command posts on the base and the security police and the uh, radars. People said that they had UFOs in the pattern, and the um, people on the... Uh, Tower said, "Well, we can see three UFOs are landed out at the end of the runway. There, there's little men running around. They said that they must be trying to find their uh, buddy who was was shot. And uh, <clears throat> any case, all over the base, I got confirmation from different people that uh, this alien was out there. So." Unbeknownst to me, a short time later, a crew arrived from Washington, D.C., all in black uniforms, and told our people, who were guarding the alien, to take off, you know, rather nastily. And uh, in any case, our police left, and the people from Washington, D.C. took over. Oh, interesting. They told me that a C-141 aircraft was coming in from Wright-Patterson to pick up the body. Now, I flew the C-141s at McGuire, and I didn't know there was any at Wright-Patterson. And uh, sure enough, the C-141 came in, and uh, some ambulance people went out there and checked the body to make sure that it, you know, wasn't wasn't alive, even though he'd been shot a couple times by the army. It's interesting. Shot on the army side of the base, and he went to the air force, uh, which may mean something. <laughs> Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at one a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.